Welcome to the Emerging Leader Seminar. My name is Quentin Pryor and I am an incoming graduate student at Ohio University. Today's topic of discussion will be about the role of an athletic director. In this episode, Ahmad Boyd, Assistant Director of Student Athlete Services at Chicago State University, will be interviewing Scott Wiegand, Athletic Director at Bellarmine University. Welcome to the Emerging Leader Seminar. My name is Quentin Pryor. I am an upcoming graduate student at Ohio University. In this podcast, Ahmad Boyd will be interviewing Scott Wiegand, Athletic Director of Bellarmine University. Figuring out as, as someone who sits in the chair as the director of athletics, what do you do in your current role and what does the day-to-day typically look like for you? Well, that's an interesting question, Ahmad, given the, the fact that we're in the midst of a, a global pandemic. You know, I, I think I'll start a little bit by telling you that uh, what what we're doing right now is adapting and overcoming every day. I've never used the words uh, nimble and flexible as much as I have mm-hmm. in recent, you know, trying to to get through the day-to-day, you know, when, when normally um, my role, you know, I have a fantastic staff here, Deputy AD, SWA, and Pam Stockhouse, who, who runs the, the day-to-day uh, operations. And, you know, her, her, her deal and how we work together is for me to be concentrating on big-picture items because uh, we have a, a working relationship where she wants to keep my eyes up and not down. Uh, to focus on on the, the the small things that are still important and and make things operate, but I've had to have my eyes uh, down in the weeds a little bit more as as we have all maneuvered through um, COVID and paramount to keep our campus population uh, safe and healthy as well as our student athletes and our coaches and staff here. So it it's morphed quite a bit um, in the past six, nine months on what it looks like and uh, and how we've done our, our day-to-day operations. Uh, but we, we've um, leaned on one another quite a bit. And despite working remotely, uh, I still feel that we have been able to connect. Uh, but the big big picture of, of what, uh, what we're doing here, especially a transitioning institution going from multi-divisional where we played up in the sport of men's lacrosse to uh, a full Division One uh, institution in transition in year one. Um, you know, I, the the day works a little faster than it used to, uh, but that that's part, I believe, of the transition. So that's uh, that's a whole lot of, of thoughts, and it's all over the place. But that's really kind of what what things are right now. It's uh, it's real, it's fast. And sometimes it changes from the time I have a cup of coffee in the morning to the time I have lunch. Yeah, I really love the idea of adapting and overcoming because, I mean, especially today, the the circumstances, the things we're dealing with with COVID uh, and the way it's impacted collegiate athletics and you just have to, you know, be ready to adapt and apply. So I really appreciate that. Can you talk more about – you said something that was really interesting. Can you talk more about the eyes up and not down approach as someone who sits in the chair as the director of athletics? Sure, um, and that that has changed from. I'm now in my 17th year as a director of athletics here at Bellman, and we've had some some great strategic growth in our department. And I look back to my first 
couple years as a you know sitting in the seat and our staff now compared to what what we had when we started we still did things at a very high level we just had fewer people to do it and you know pam and i have, have teased out this this conversation so many times um you know if you look up you can't see the the forest for the trees uh, you know and, and what we're trying to do and where we're where we're headed as an institution you know one of the things that i've, I've talked to our people about is our best is still in front of us and kind of the eyes up mentality to see you know everybody has vision and vision statements and uh, philosophies of how you're going to get there but but truly this uh, this model that we have and how we balance sport oversight in our department with our assistant ADs and associate ADs and really uh, when you it goes back to hiring and, and getting the right people um, on your team get them get them on the bus and then get them in the right seat and things start to flow and we've we've had a, a pretty good run uh, to get to this point and I, I'm excited to to have that team in place to where I can do some things to help grow our department and increase the brand reach of our our university and that's you know this whole transition to division one that was part of it um, this was not a department of athletics move this was an institutional move to further um, our um, no, notoriety um, honestly and increase our enrollment and take a look at a lot of things and that's that's kind of how it fits into to who we are yeah and you, you said two things that lead have the perfect segue to the next question talking about hiring good people but also the the quote you mentioned regarding our best is in front of us or and you know it's still ahead so re regarding that and looking at that statement what are some of the skills you feel are necessary to be successful in your area in your area of athletics? Yeah, the the skills necessary. I, I think um, there's there's a common core set of, of skills that will benefit an athletics administrator, and obviously, you know, you um, you got to be a planner, and you you got to have vision. You have to be a great communicator. You have to be a delegator um, you, you can't do it all by yourself uh, but it but it goes back to you know what what skills I look like look for in the hiring process and how you assemble a team and what we have found uh, successful here is you know for math sake if, if we have a hundred applicants for a, a position you know you, you can probably sift through half of them pretty large percentage quickly uh, that, that may not meet the, the skills on paper, and then you develop the your yes, maybe no pile, and you get serious about the, the top 15%, and you start to, to do a little bit deeper dive, whether that be through phone interview and, and um, you know, obviously now with, with Zoom or Microsoft Teams, whatever platform you're getting to know someone on. And I'm looking for, you know, that... Uh, the great writing skills still. I, I like to see a cover letter that, that speaks to me, that, that something pops on the page. Um, and then you go through various experiences. And when we get down to that last, let's say, 5% or so, it, it's not about everybody's got the X's and O's or they wouldn't be in that 
that pile of the the five percent. So, what's what's interesting to me is is how people um, present themselves. I, I think I, when we go through and we vet somebody in the front end, and my my staff get, gets on me because I I sleep on it. You know, I I'd rather take the time on the front end to make sure we get it right because our our people that we hire at Bellman have a tendency to stay at the party for a long time, and um, I, I think that says a lot about how we do business, how we treat people, but it's about fit and do they fit us and do we fit them? I don't want someone to come in with a, their head close to the ceiling. I want them to grow professionally, you know, through the onboarding process and, and how we turn people loose and let them develop their own relationships. You can't work in an athletics department on a campus in a, in a silo and expect to be successful. You got to have have relationships that you you cultivate and build across campus and through your your fan base and build trust with your coaches. So that that's what I'm I'm looking for. I, I want somebody to become Bellerman. We're not going to become them in the hiring process. So that that fit I think is is necessary. And like I said, X's and O's. That everybody's got that part. I want to I want the difference maker. Somebody that can jump in and you know, I'll I'll let them do their their deal, and um, but I, I'm I'm watching, I'm observing. If they get a little off path, you know, they may feel a, a slight tug on one shoulder to to get them back where where we need them to be. But you know, it's it's about developing young people and and professionals to get uh, to get them where they want to be at, at their end game. Really, really solid points. You, I mean, you gave us the tangibles and also the intangibles. I think sometimes those those tangible items look the same uh, on on a general scale, but then talking about those intangibles, where the representation, how you present yourself, the fit, that's so important. So I really, I really appreciate you sharing that as well. Something else before we move on to the next question, and I was curious is what's something that you wish you would have knew uh, coming up as a younger professional or, or entering the field. Hmm. It's a great question, Lamont. Well, uh, I wish I would have. Uh, I wish I'd have reached out more. Uh, I have a a great a great friend and my mentor, um, former director of athletics at SIU Edwardsville, and Dr. Brad Hewitt, who took me under his wing um, when I when I first got the job here at Bellman. They had not transitioned to Division One. They were still in the GLVC where we competed um, at that time. But I, I probably didn't take advantage of the relationship as much as I should have um, in my early years. Maybe I was a a bit stubborn and wanted to to find my own way. Uh, but I should have taken advantage of building that relationship further. It probably wasn't until I got involved, uh, which he, Brad Hewitt, got me involved in with the Division II Athletic Director Association under the, the NACTA umbrella to where I really started to to put myself out there a little bit and um, forge more relationships outside of our league and our region, uh, but more nationally and got involved in some leadership with the board there. Um, but I was asked to, to be part of the, the mentor program uh, for with the D two eighty A and the um, the NCAA 
and at that time when I had, you know, someone that I'm trying to, to mentor, that really made me take a look inside at myself and see, you know, what, what I wanted to work on and what my end game was. And that really, that really pushed me forward a little bit and some professional development that, that the institution uh, sent me to the sport management institute. I had classes on uh, campus of Notre Dame and in Georgia uh, within a year. You know, when you meet some of the, the different individuals who have the same goal as you and you're able to share ideas that, you know, I should have jumped in the water a little deeper from the jump if I had to do it over with, do it over again, rather. Yeah, that, that networking piece is, is key. So I, that, that's an amazing point as well. And shifting a little bit uh, from, from my previous question, as a director of athletics, what are some of the misconceptions within your field and your focus area, and, and how do you navigate those misconceptions or those false narratives? Yeah, the, the misconceptions, you know, I guess um, if you look directly at, at your campus community, there, there's common uh, misconceptions and and um, just ideas about what actually athletics administrators do. Um, so I, I would probably use a, a quote like, you're a, you're a prophet everywhere, <laughs> but sometimes not in your own land. So trying to help our campus community understand that, that we are about holistically developing young people and preparing them for life. And part of our recruiting um, uh, spiel that we use, not only with, with students, and but their parents or, and families, because you recruit an entire family to play for you, is that you're going to be challenged academically, socially, and athletically in that order. And that we are educators, and that I think that that um, not not everyone recognizes. That's not the the typical classroom environment setting. But but what skills we're teaching young people? Um, these, these and I, I've heard coach after coach say it. I disagree with the statement that these are the best four years of your life, um, your college years. Um, I think they're great, and they they should be fun, and you should expand and develop and try um, things that are outside your, your your comfort level. You know, the maybe it's a different position that you're forced into or a different major, um, you know, anything on and off the, the courts or fields. Um, but this, uh, this whole thing about these four years, well, the next 40 years, I think, are the most important. And those four years that I had here at Bellarmine as an undergrad playing baseball, any win that our team got, any strikeout that that I got when I was pitching, tells in comparison to celebrating what family successes, the birth of my children, walking down the aisle uh, with, with my wife. You know, those, I, I just think that this is about building a foundation. And people think sometimes we just play games. And, you know, the the one, and this is tongue-in-cheek, Ahmad, so the, the fact that people think that I just show up uh, at 6.50 for a 7 o'clock tip-off, um, that, that that doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm usually uh, around the whole day, plus walkthroughs and make sure everything's set up and 
I walk through to make sure that our our fans are going to have a great experience. And is it is it set up right? Are the lights on? You know, there's just attention to detail that people think competition has just happened. So I think that's a a funny misconception, but nonetheless, I, I'm not sure that that everybody sees the other side of athletics from fundamental skill development of young people to putting on uh, a competition and make it entertaining, civil, and comfortable, and and top shelf. You know that that's the standard we try to to live by. Absolutely, and just the the nature that is so many moving parts to success of you know this entire experience that we're trying to provide for student athletes. And then something that really stuck out was the your educators and and to look to view it through that lens, right? Because we exist in a higher umbrella of, of higher education. So thank you thank you for sharing that. And my last question for the day uh is what's what's the best advice you would give to a young professional pursuing a career in your field? Hmm. The best best professional advice. Well there there's a lot. I, I think, you know, some of the, the golden nuggets, one of my great friends um, who's been in the sport industry a while, Marcus Manning. Most recently, he's a AD at Centenary. We, we tease one another about leaving some golden nuggets for people that they can pick up and, and put in their, their toolbox and use them to, to benefit them. But how do you stand out? You know, you can't show up at work. you got to show up to work. And it's not going to happen overnight. For the most, most part, I, I do think that you know, putting the time in and, and showing up early and, and staying late and having great attention to detail and, and being able to think on your feet and having um, not not an opinion, but being able to offer workarounds or solutions. Um, I, I value um, different eyes on 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 items, you know. So, um, you know, Ahmad, what do you think about this? I, I need you to, to chime in here. You know, this is the way I see it. Do you think that's going to work? Is that going to be attractive to our fan base? And taking feedback from everybody to where I make a decision. But that also relates to the young professional, too. you got to be able to take, you know, I've, I pitched for a long time. And all the pitching coaches that I had throughout my life, if you take a little bit from each one of them, you have to fit that into how my arm works, how my – my body works as a as a pitcher to what best suits how I play. So the same holds true in my mind with with being a professional. You you got to take those those golden nuggets. You've got to take uh, a little bit from everybody and fit it into who you are as a person and put that to work to to the best of your ability to make sure that your organization. That that's how you're gonna stand out. That's how you're gonna get noticed. That's how you're gonna to continue to climb. So that uh, I mean, that's a lot. I, I got a lot of those <laughs> a lot. But uh, you know, like I said, my friend Marcus and I, we go through that stuff, and it's still, even though I haven't seen the guy in over a year, it's still a phone call every other week. Hey, what's going on? I heard this. You heard about that? The idea exchange. And um, just being being open minded and and keeping keeping who you are as fresh as you can to be 
um, to be that standout. Yeah, just speaking on speaking about golden nuggets, I think you you left us with a ton, a ton of gold nuggets. So one, Scott, I just want to thank you for your time. I, I really appreciated sharing this this space with you today. And uh, from you talking about adapting and overcoming to the importance of communication as a skill, representing yourself and, and being true to who you are, but then thinking about yourself as an educator as well in the space and how do you become a difference maker and the last thing I'll, I'll share that I really appreciated from you today was the the don't show up at work or show up to work, right? So this notion of just be be more than present, be active, be continuously active in the work that we're doing. And so once again, thank you. Thank you, Scott, for your time. I, I truly appreciate it. The NCA Emerging Leaders Seminar will be impactful uh, experience because of professionals like yourself who, who invest in them. So thank you. Uh, my pleasure, Mark. This is one of my favorite events that I have been fortunate enough to be part of this emerging leader seminar from the time I've started and being involved with this to now seeing young professionals who have gone through this seminar as part of their professional development to being hired as young professionals speaks volumes to what the NCA does.